I wonder if we should turn the jets off because it's kind of loud. Yeah, I think it'd be better with the jets off. Yeah. Jets off for the pod, ladies and gentlemen. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? We are live from the canvas on Blake Street in downtown Denver. We are uh, sitting here in the bro tub, so more voice memos from the bro tub tonight. It'll probably be a little bit of a, an abridged pod, but um, Alex and I have some some pretty solid content for you tonight. Yeah, is Satchel going to join us? Um, no, so Satchel won't be joining us tonight. He needed a night off, I think, frankly, and uh, the drive, it was really just the drive from Boulder is uh, a haul when you're, when you're doing it a couple times a week as he as he has been um and it's late at night exactly it's late at night but but that said him and i will probably do a pod um from telluride next this upcoming weekend with our buddy tom who works at brundage ski mountain and um that was a that was a long-awaited episode that we ended up removing from being published on spotify because of the audio quality was so bad Tom Tom didn't have any solid Wi-Fi up there, so um, yeah, we're, we'll do a uh, a pod from Telluride and, and get his crystal clear audio. I'm looking forward to that. That'll be um, great. I'm jealous. Yeah, so it should be good. They get they, some Telluride bro tub sessions in. <laughs> we will. They have a bro tub right at the base of the gondola. Um, it's it's um, our friend's house. It's it's like a ten million dollar house, I swear. But um, That's it's so part nice. of. Uh, Picasso, which is like a partial ownership, um, home ownership. So really cool option, kind of like a timeshare, but you actually own the equity in the home. Much fancier. Much fancier. Yeah, they're all luxury properties. Something I would like to look into, if if we were thinking about um, getting a second home, which obviously not at that stage of life yet, but a super cool concept for for yeah. ski mountain houses and stuff like that. You guys should just like lob questions at people as they get on the gondola from the hot tub <laughs> and then record it for the pod <laughs> we'd get some hate they'd be like get the get the hell out of the hot tub <laughs> no that's a good idea though we'll maybe we'll try to get some uh, rando's opinion even in the maybe, maybe even at the bar downtown there you it's go. such a cool town um but let's start off with the little uh product review you you said you saw a video you wanted to tell me about yeah yeah i saw a video of um this guy who worked at a ski shop on the east coast and he was talking about um a wax product that they really likes called and it's it's made by swix um and it's i think they have a few different like versions of it but it's basically a spray on wax that you can just spray onto the bottom of your skis and then let it sit for a certain period of time and i think the amount of time depends on the you know model of spray on wax you're getting but i think it's like between 20 and 30 minutes and then you just uh you just scrape it right off and so it's it's like so, so much easier than you know having to melt wax onto your skis and like spread it around and you know there's no mess it's just it's much more it's much cleaner easier and quicker and he said it works really well like it's just as good as you know getting a getting an actual wax on your skis so definitely gonna have to buy a buy a can and try it out ourselves yeah one question i have is uh wait so you have to scrape the wax off of the ski after you use it I think so. I think you have to scrape the excess off. I could be I could be wrong about that. It so kind of like rewaxing your surfboard or something. Yeah, you I only think. get a couple uses out of it or something. Yeah, I think so. Okay, I guess I guess that's similar to like any wax you would get on a ski, right? They right. probably scrape it off at some point. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, it's not like that Phantom Glide stuff where it lasts forever. Um, it's, you know, it's much more of like a temporary solution. Probably get, you know, one or two good ski days on it, and then you might want to do it again. Something you could, like, if you lived in an apartment, you know, you come home from the weekend, you're sitting um, sitting around on, like, a Wednesday night watching TV, you just, like, pop your skis up on the couch, spray it on, scrape it off, and you're done, you know? Cool. Something, something simple like that. Yeah, I'll have to give that a look, a look, and we'll link it in the bio. I already saw it on Amazon, so we'll link it in the bio if you're interested in picking some up. Um, interesting as well, they have different waxes for different temperatures so depending on if it's a cold winter day or if you're skiing um spring snow yeah. you're gonna put slightly different wax on there which is which is uh what you want um yeah. so very cool product um i think i may pick up a can now that i have some new skis we could actually use it rather than because you don't want to be spraying that stuff on skis that have absolute gouges in the bottoms down right. to you can't you can't just spray over your core shots you right. actually have to get that repaired so yeah um but yeah i i have a new pair of enforcers that i got mid-season shout out to uh my old boss for hooking it up but um and i i owe him a bottle of tequila which i'll uh, be bringing to telluride but anyhow um i got a pair a new pair of skis i won in a raffle yeah, talk about those. What yeah. what kind of skis did you I got get? Some Liberty Helix skis, um, which I feel like are there kind of maybe like a twin tip all mountain, you know, ninety eight underfoot ski. But the graphic on the top is uh, Coors Banquet. It's pretty mm. sweet. One side says Coors, one side says Banquet, and then it's got like a road, the I seventy road from Golden to um, Avon, I think, which is where Liberty is headquartered. Oh, that's is, so cool. Which is sick, right? So it's they've got a sweet top sheet, um, and then the bottom I think says like Coors and then Liberty on one of them or something like that. So it's a pretty sweet. It was a pretty sweet raffle raffle grab. I need to take another look at those because I posted a photo on our Instagram of of the uh, of your skis, mm-hmm. you and your skis at Vail this weekend um, on our story, and and I need to take a, another look to see that map. That's super cool. Um, they're they're giving away that same pair of skis at the Golden Mill. That's a shameless plug to go to the Golden Mill. It's a great place. Everyone should go to the Golden Mill. Great place. There are um, self-pour stations. They have, I think, like upwards of 50, 50 um, beers and cocktails on tap. There's so many options. It's kind of overwhelming. <laughs> Never have to wait for a, a waiter or, or a waitress. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely an upside. There's always fun events and live music going on there. In the summer, it's absolutely popping. You can go hang out by the creek and then, and then grab a drink, grab some food, delicious barbecue, sushi, ice cream. So, yeah. uh, definitely hit up the Golden Mill if you are driving, um, you know, on your way or home from the mountains for that matter. Mm-hmm. So as we uh, sit here in the hot tub, we have some mounting news in the mountains for you. Um, unfortunately, some sad news today <clears throat> in Aspen. There was a maroon bull avalanche that uh, killed a backcountry skier that brings Colorado's avalanche death toll to nine. Um, Alex and I were just talking about how unstable and unsafe the avalanche conditions seem to be right now, um, just given the number of avalanches that we've heard about. Yeah. Um, we're starting to get into the, the spring skiing um, uh, season, I guess, and and that's typically a time when you have a high, even a higher number of backcountry skiers going out. I know you and I would like to go out this spring, yeah. maybe ski Buffalo Peak or Red Peak or something up in Summit County. Yeah. Um, and we're on, we're inexperienced. We should mention, and we um, so so we would want to be going out with people who know what they're doing. I have you know lots of friends who have a ton of experience, um, and and probably 
uh, would be happy to take us out, but we're going to wait until the conditions improve quite, quite substantially. Like I think, uh, once you get into later May, the snow conditions typically improve drastically after everything, uh, starts to melt and you start to get one solid layer of snow rather than layers on top of one another. Yeah. Um, so I think we're going to wait and watch the snow conditions closely, but according to this report from the summit daily, um, yeah, Aspen Highland Ski Patrol couldn't even get to the caught skier because of continued avalanche risk. So they had to call in Av- Mountain Rescue Aspen to uh, fly in a helicopter to to get this guy. But at that point, it was already too late. Um, you know, y- you have to be super swift. These guys, I'm, I'm sure the rescue crews were, crews were super swift, but every minute matters yeah. when you're when you're in that situation. Um, our buddy Ben is a EMT down here in, in Denver and he was reading some stats to me about CPR. And if he said that of, um, of the people who receive CPR, 95% of them pass away. Only there's a 5% survival rate. Wow. I would have guessed that. Or maybe it it, it might've been uh, 5% with, without irreparable damage. So it's like, it's serious. Every minute counts in that situation. Um, especially when it comes to your, your brain and your heart. So, yeah. Um, well, you, I feel like if you don't have, you know, oxygen flowing to your brain, that's where it probably makes it so much harder for you to, to, you know, recover just cause I think like any time without oxygen to your brain, like you, it starts dying really, really fast. Yeah, absolutely. Which is terrifying to think about. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, I think the backcountry is, it sounds like it's sketchier this year i i my mom sent me an, an article or, or a news a news story that was like um an avalanche on birth had passed last weekend or early this week i think um caused a uh or almost uh killed two people in a car because they were just driving up the path driving up driving across the pass and the avalanche came all the way across the road and just barely missed them but it would have just swept their car right off the road and like down into the cheese into the ditch or into the side you know of the hill of the mountain and so it's like even scary just thinking about like I could just be driving across the pass, which is something I do all the time and never mm-hmm. think about. Mm-hmm. And a ton of snow could just come flying my way. Yeah, no, I I've seen it. I've actually seen it before. I've been stopped by an avalanche before, um, and it, that in that instance we were on um, Loveland Pass driving back from Eight Basin. Avalanche had come across the road and actually caught a few cars. Not a big enough avalanche to take cars off the road, but big enough to trap the cars. So we had to wait for. Uh, rescue crews to undig undig the remaining cars um and you know it was one of those instances that makes you think like wow we could have uh we were only a couple cars back is that close if i had left five minutes earlier you know if i hadn't if i hadn't yelled it out alex to uh, hurry up and take his ski boots off you know (laughs) (laughs) exactly um so i think the takeaway for our mounting news in the mountains is just be really safe out there not only with avalanches but just um it seems like there's been extra amount of skiing and boarding related injuries this yeah. season um with people hitting trees or um getting buried in tree wells yeah and it, it it will probably continue to be a snowy march it is uh colorado's snowiest month if you didn't already know that march is colorado's snowiest month so um yeah just be aware out there yeah all right we have one more mounting news in the mountain story and that is Vale is claiming that they need to retrain their customers to eat in restaurants after COVID. 
And um, we're going to link to a Summit Daily article that talks about some of Kirsten Lynch, uh, Vale CEO's comments about it. Alex, you read the article. Um, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like, you know, the CEO is blaming the fact that their um, food and beverage or food and dining sales are down, you know, or, or aren't as, aren't not down, but aren't where they want them to be because they had like created all these options to eat outside and social distance during the pandemic and all that. And now people are like, oh, it's actually pretty nice to eat outside and grill out on the deck and not spend, you know, $25 for a cheeseburger, which I totally agree with. So, um, but I also, you know, I, I think that it's, they can't take that stuff away though either. Yeah, no, I, I, I see that point. I think they probably have trained some people to do that during the during the pandemic in particular. And those decks are so great. The grills are great. But I would also argue that they are being a little bit skimpy um, because every time I have walked into a Vail Resorts um, lodge, it's been packed, packed mm-hmm. full of people. Mm-hmm. There, there's, they've got to be selling massive amounts of food and beverages and the margins are great. So I, um, and actually in the article, Kirsten does say that their ancillary businesses are up year over year. So I guess, you know, maybe they were expecting that jump in revenue, Mm -hmm. um, to be a little bit bigger even. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know if I agree that they should be trying to untrain the people from, eating out on the decks because it's, it's something that I love about Vail is that they do have some really good decks. There's some, you know, you can have a, a nice time having a beer in the sun or grilling up a cheeseburger, bringing your own food up there. And now they're starting to remove the grills up there. Mm-hmm. I recently had a lunch in Blue Sky and the gas lines weren't working. They were o- only one of the grills was fully functional out there in Blue Sky. And it was a nightmare to cook food. Even the one grill that, that was working wouldn't heat up hot enough to, to cook for all of our, our um, Devo kids. We, we actually talked about it on the pod a, a couple episodes back. Um, so, yeah, I, I would like them to continue to invest in the decks, not go the other direction. Yeah. yeah. And then our, our last story, our last topic, rather, is kind of a mix of pitches and pitches and of mounting news and that is that blake street tavern in downtown denver is shutting down a bar that i'm sure many of our listeners know and love alex you read a couple of articles about it uh what are the details yeah so you know um in either both articles that i read they didn't give a reason for why blake street is shutting its doors but um you know after 20 years of of being a sports bar in denver they're gonna they're going to close in early April after the Rockies home opener. Um, and so, you know, that'll be, that'll be it. That'll be the last time we get to go, you know, go to Blake street. And I know, I mean, we go to Blake street all the time for, you know, either the Volo league to drink, to do the uh, flip cup after the games or just watch, you know, watch sports, whether it's the abs or the Broncos or, or really any other, like, you know, NFL, NFL Sunday game. Uh, I feel like that's the place we always go to. So for sure, um, it'll be a bummer to, to see it go and hopefully something cool will will uh replace it and my yeah. thought was we do a bar we, we we buy blake street and we open up another bar <laughs> and it's uh it's dynamic pricing where it's like supply and demand where if you know the, the demand of uh vodka red bulls is going up then the price goes up whereas you know the demand for tequila sunrises goes down maybe the price goes down and ties people to 
change it up throughout the night. We could, uh, you know, we can, we can call it econ and, you know, it's where all the geeks will go drink. <laughs> we'll have trivia night every night. <laughs> no, I really like this idea. We could even maybe have options, options trading on the drinks. Um, so if you can predict the, the movement of, of drink prices throughout the night, then maybe you double your money. Yeah. Get double the, double the amount of drinks. Yeah. <laughs> we'll create the, uh, we'll create the Blake street stock market and, uh, be our own incorporated, you know, investment uh, <laughs> institution within Blake Street. <laughs> this, this is a far fetch for our pitchers and pitches of the week, but it's a pretty good one. And um, yeah, we do hope that something good goes in there. It, it'll be interesting to see because they haven't released any additional information. So there's definitely more to come on this story. I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, Oh, we're shutting our doors, but they're opening up up a different concept there. Yeah, yeah. So um, it, it could be too, like the the people who own it now just don't want to run it anymore, and they're going to sell it to somebody else. And true. maybe you have to like maybe there's some rule or some some way that they it's easier for them to like sell a close, sell it, and then you know reopen as something different. For it's, sure, it's got to be profitable. I mean, that place always is busy. Yeah, I agree. Well, that is all we have for today. But thank you for listening to another episode of that i70 show make sure to get out there and do some spring skiing bring some costumes we love seeing uh you know everybody loves skiing in costumes and seeing happy faces in costumes so uh we'll, we'll be doing the same this spring it's officially uh time for some spring skiing so get out there and pray for snow y'all we're not done with the season yet <laughs>